if you can make that shift mentally, I think on the relationship side, on the business side, anything that involves human beings, which is everyday life, I think you'll find that things will start changing, your micro behaviors, your micro actions, the things you say to other people will slowly shift and they will um, build up into massive changes in your life for the better. You have wonder what you would be able to do if you were the ultimate version of you, right? You would then have an easy time creating what you want, and yes, effortlessly enjoying life too. Now, you may know this already, the influence you have over your reality is far beyond what you've been told. Soon, you realize that your outer world is merely a mirror of your inner world, and we're here to connect the dots for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to God. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, God hello. Mode. What's going on, guys? How are you? What's up? Nice. Good to see guys, you. Guys, we have a special guest this weekend. Yeah, we do. Well, weekend. Yeah, it is this weekend. I yeah. forgot what day it is. Well, sorry. I know. A little blank there. <laughs> um, of course, with us as always, Brady. Um, good to see you again, buddy. Good to see you, man. This is our good friend, Calvin Trung. And there's a multitude of reasons we're bringing him on right now. Um, over the past, what is it, two years, we've gotten to know him pretty well. One year. Feels One year. Like two years. Feels like two years. That's a fact. Man, time's flying. So he's become a good friend of ours, so much so that we're actually starting to partner up with Calvin. But I want to give a little highlights about why we are working with him because he's got a great history about him. Um, when I first spoke with him, he told me that at age 13, he actually started trading stocks. And I was like, oh boy. Not is. comic books. Yeah. You know, he's not playing video games. <laughs> he was way smarter Calvin than me. was this trading stocks <laughs> and reading books about the history of the stock exchange. Yeah, I was a weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, uh, I mean, hey, it paid off, dude, right? So I wanted to go into also, you started a successful marketing company, uh, agency for CBD. You exited that. Um, done a lot of other things that we've met some of your business partners over the years, really cool people as well. And we're grateful that you brought us into those communities too. Um, and now that you are deciding to come from Los Angeles over to Scottsdale, Arizona, um, to work with us at Biggest and Upgrade and help us grow and continue on with our mission, we want to start today and tell the viewers, listeners a little about yourself, and then we'll get into your story about how you found Upgrade and your experience about UpgradeX. But yeah, tell us about yourself, Calvin. My name's Calvin. <laughs> I think I've had a really interesting life so far when I look back at it. Um, you know, starting trading stocks at 13. And I think what kind of compelled me to, to trade stocks and stop kind of like messing around and playing video games was really just to help my parents and see if I can actually, actually feel like I can make something of myself even at that young age, I think. Mm. Um, at that time, I saw a lot of my relatives not really, not really finding much success in business. They were trying and failing and trying and failing. And I honestly felt like we were cursed. So I was like, you know wow. what? I'm either going to be rich and successful or I'm going to die trying. One or the other. Curse. So it was going to be one or the other. Mm. And so why not start young? Figured better start early than later. So um, I dove straight in, literally just like, reading I, there were days where i would read for pretty much 15 hours a day just read and eat read and eat and then go to sleep wake up and do it again i was reading financial statements financial reports um, anything i could get my hands on that was finance related i would read anything that was not related to finance i would not so i was very it's very intentional intentional about how i spent my time and i was that way up until uh, age 24 when i decided you know what? Don't want to stare in front of the computer screen every single day. Mm -hmm. Don't want to uh, just keep reading nonstop like for half the day or even. And I'm not saying that I don't do that anymore. It's just um, it's just not the life I wanted to live. So I kind of decided to see what else was out there. How else could I make money without having to go back to college or um, go the traditional routes, which many of my friends did. There's nothing wrong with that but it just wasn't for me. So went online and discovered that you could make money selling stuff on Amazon, on eBay. And so there's a whole story there, which I don't know if we have time. Drop to shipping, get into. drop shipping, yeah, man. I eventually yeah. moved into drop shipping. Um, then I, I saw an ad on Facebook one day 
someone was selling a course on how how to make $300,000 in revenue with a Shopify brand in one month. And I was like, well, that is way That's better. That's a heck of a promise. Yeah, way better <laughs> than what I was doing because at the time when I saw that ad, I was pretty much driving uh, my SUV like up and down this, this hill near my house and picking up used books and bringing it down the hill and then packaging it up and then sending it to Amazon and, and just flipping used books. Huh. So I was like, oh, this is way what? better. Yeah. You've just been on this hustle, your, I mean, your whole life. Entrepreneur wow. grind. Remarkable. It was, it was a grind, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, one thing led to another, and then marketing agency, um, and then we're here. I'm sure there are a lot of gaps in there, but that's kind of like the high level. And you're from the L.A. area originally, right? Yeah, born and raised in L.A. Nice. I mean, California's beautiful. Good Heck state. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because we've talked at length for the last year, and people know the story. Uh, when we were in Europe last summer, uh, Will's talked about it a few times, and if you've ever gone to uh, Upgrade X or uh, one of the practitioner events, Will will typically talk about how we are all connected by things that we can't see. There's a whole bunch of things that do connect us, and then even more that uh, connect us that we don't necessarily have a good way of describing or measuring on a piece of paper, but they exist in that same connection, uh, as we talked about with uh, David Morehouse in the last couple episodes you can pull energy and information from that with training. It's just a thing. In fact, CIA has recently released declassified documents saying, yeah, it's just a thing. It, it, there are memes now on Twitter. They're like, you know, so the CIA just announced that this is a thing and everybody's just worried about like Taylor Swift or something. And they're like, yeah, that's kind of how people are, you know. But that energy stream that we tap into, I was in a position last summer in Europe to where I needed to tap into that to find my lost cat. And that whole story, a lot of people that are familiar with uh, our previous episodes, Calvin was there. Calvin was sitting in the, the restaurant with us. I'm having an absolute meltdown. Like, I've got to leave our Europe trip. Sorry. You I, weren't I, going anywhere. I was not going to let you leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I had flights booked, friends. <laughs> I know you so did. I was going. Saw you booking the flight. I was like, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. I was going to give my opinion because we had just met like the day prior or two days prior. Right. And I'm like, huh. This is this Brady guy is an interesting guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you had listened to God Mode, uh, you know, last mm -hmm. summer, and you were getting ready to go to Upgrade X, and you happened to be in Europe, so it worked out. You you hit us up, and you were like, "Hey, like, you know, uh, we've been talking over text. Well, guys, I'm in the same part of the world. Like, let's hang out for a few days." And so while you were there traveling around with us, I lose my cat, and William says, "Oh, that's fine. We'll just help you remote view, and find your cat." A thing that I would take and be like, well, do I feel like I'm ready to do that? Yeah, probably. A thing that Michael would hear and be like, yeah, this will probably work. Meanwhile, Calvin's just hanging out with us for the first time. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why would you? <laughs> so, I mean, that was the beginning of what has since turned into uh, a partnership. Now you're moving from L.A. out to Scottsdale. We're opening yep. a studio together. We've got all kinds of plans and endeavors. That's pretty wild. I mean, a lot's changed it's for you. in a year. Yes. So tell us about that. Like your process in going from being the kid that read financial lit mm -hmm. text at 13 years old for fun mm -hmm. and having all of the success. It sounds like when you said there was a curse and we're all safe and well, mm -hmm. there was something that drove you. It was like you were running from the outcome and the farther and harder you ran and the harder you worked, the further that thing stayed in the distance until you became this phenomenal success and you had this exit from a really cool company, a lot of other diverse you know, business endeavors, and now you're here. So, I mean, what, what are some of your learnings so far? I mean, you're in the upgrade community. You've had a lot of breakthroughs, but maybe what's, what are some of the broad takeaways, broad strokes? So that's actually interesting. You just, rem you just made me think of something I never thought of before. And um, if we think about the buckets that we care about in life, there's wealth there's relationships, and there's health. And so um, growing up on the wealth bucket, I always just tried filling it up as much as possible. Mm. All of my 20s was all about how can I fill up this bucket so that I wouldn't be poor and I wouldn't be at risk of being poor and my family would be okay. Um, my mom has nine siblings, so it's like we got a big family. It's like how wow. do we make sure some of them are taken care of, especially they're getting up in age now, and uh, some of them don't even speak English really well. So it's like that has been a big focus of mine and a big responsibility I kind of took on at a really young age. Um, but I would say on the relationship side, I had a very similar kind of experience in that in elementary school, I had pretty much zero friends. And I told you this story before. I've had, I had one best friend in preschool. They left at the end of, end of the year. 
uh, in kindergarten, I don't quite remember if I had any friends. And then in first grade, again, I had one best friend. End of the year, they left. Second grade, same thing. Third grade, same thing. And by fourth grade, I was like, oh, this is just my life. Wow. I still remember saying that to myself. This is just my life. It sucks. Nobody stays in my life. And so fourth grade and fifth grade, I had no friends. And then in sixth grade, I moved to a different school district. And I told myself, I'm going to become the kid I want to be, not the kid I've been. And so I worked on it. Just like um, from 13, I work, worked on developing the skill set of making money. I started developing the skill set of building relationships, deep, meaningful relationships. And so that worked out really well. By the time I was in high school, I had way too many friends. And I don't say that from an egotistical standpoint. Mm. It's just that, okay, I figured out that these soft skills really matter in relationships, like having empathy, having compassion, uh, being giving and open and, and being friendly, likable, engaging, like all those things matter. They don't really teach you that in school. You kind of learn if you decide that you want to have meaningful relationships in your life, you learn those skills. That's and so at the same time as I was trying to figure out how to make money, I was trying to figure out how to make friends. Those were the two things I cared about in school. I didn't care about grades. I know I'm Asian, but I didn't care about grades. <laughs> I really only care about two things, stocks, well, business, finance, stocks, and friends. And I think during that time when I was a kid, my teenage years, I really figured that out. And so um, leading, leading into upgrade, I, I think I, I was, oh yeah, I remember now. So I told you this. Um, I've pretty much been underground for most of my 20s. I was just kind of uh, uh, figuring out business and I had some really great partners. I've been able to track some amazing partners over uh, my career so far, but I never really invested into relationships. I've had maybe four or five friends from uh, my middle school, high school days that I still keep in touch with. We talk literally every day. Um, but other than them, I really didn't have too many friends in my life and I wanted to change that. So as I was approaching age 30, I decided, okay, I'm going to start investing in the relationship bucket again, and I'm going to start investing in the health bucket again. But um, on the relationship side, that's what led me to upgrade. That's what attracted me about upgrade. I wanted to um, kind of rebuild that because I've, I've had no friends. I've had many friends, and then I had no friends and many friends, and I've kind of gone back and forth. And now I feel like with upgrade, I've kind of found that sweet spot where business is going well. Uh, financially, I'm doing really well. Relationship-wise, things are great again. Went to like 100 events, conferences, dinners in the past two years. Mm. Talked to somewhere between 2,000, 3,000 people in person. And so I feel like those buckets have filled up again, and I started working on my health. And uh, I think Upgrade has kind of made me realize that I could have it all. It is possible to fill up all of those buckets and not have to sacrifice one bucket for another, which wow. in my 20s was all about, okay, I'm going to sacrifice relationships um, not in a bad way, it's just I'm not investing in relationships at the time. I'm not going to invest in my health because I felt like I had a limited amount of resources to invest with, which is my time, and I put it all into understanding how to build wealth and multiply wealth. And now I realize there's synergy between the three. Sometimes if you work on the relationship bucket, it'll help you make more money, right? Like now we're partners, now we're doing all these business ventures together, mm -hmm. and then... Um, Health is just like, you need to have your health. If you don't have your health, nothing else really matters. And I'm 31 years old now, and I feel like that is uh, going to be more and more important. I'm no longer 21. I can't do crazy shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Everything's important, so you got to take yeah. care of all three. Nice, dude. Wow. Well, I appreciate you sharing all that. There's no a, a lot of learnings in there, especially for me. I mean, I remember us talking about uh, you know, your friends, how you talk about when you were younger, how they left and how that can play such a, like a pivotal role on someone's psyche as they progress, right? As mm -hmm. they progress through your life, like, oh man, my friends are leaving. Like, wait, is it, you were telling me about like, is it me? Is there something going on? Is this just my life? But, uh, obviously you've progressed now because you got us as friends. You got plenty of other friends too, high level people too. Meeting some of your friends that you've worked with over the years and how they rave about you, your character, um, just the, the human being that you are. Like you have like, rock stars raving about you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So we're honored that you're our friend, first of all, and that you're down here working with us. You chose to come down here. I mean, you lived in L.A. all your life. Kind of hard to get someone out of 
beautiful California. So yeah, the weather is perfect. <laughs> Imagine just room temperature. If you like room temperature, LA is pretty much room temperature inside and outside for 90% of the year. Like you can't beat that's that's where our tax money is going to. Yeah. Love it. That's true. So tell us, um, <laughs> before you and I, we had chatted and you, uh, the thing I do love about you and you still got this, you were a take action fast guy, right? We, we talked and I think it was like maybe an hour later you texted me and you were like, yeah, I want it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, oh dude, I, I like this like fast action. Cause those are the people who we find get the most results not only with just upgrade, but with any area of your life, you're able to make that decision, that choice that I believe mm-hmm. in myself and I believe in this program. I'm going to take action fast towards it. So when you did that, I was like, man, Calvin's going to do super well with upgrade. This going to be fun. So tell the listeners, your experience through Upgrade X, you did the gold level with us. Um, what were some of the big things when you were there training with William and like any breakthroughs that were like pivotal, like, hey, this is going to really push me to the next level. I know you talked about having it all, mm-hmm. but let's really dive a little deep down into that. What does that mean to you? What was the breakthrough mm-hmm. to get you there? Okay. Um, let me think. What I like about Upgrade is it's, it's very tactical. The way William teaches, he starts high level, but then he gets in the tactics. He gives you skill sets you can learn and apply. And I'm all about stacking skills. Mm. Like that, I think that's what my life so far has been about. It's just stacking one skill on top of another, on top of another, and then finding synergy between all of them. Um, I've always had this belief. Yeah. I've always had this belief that, and this is the first time I'm, so this is the first time I've been, ever been on a podcast, and this is the first time I'm talking about some of my beliefs publicly and you've been invited onto some big podcasts and you <laughs> so far you're like no i'm not ready to do it yeah yeah that's i think that's gonna start changing yeah it is one step at a time but um it's just weird weird talking about some of my beliefs in public because i know they've served me really well my entire life and some of these beliefs i've had since since i developed them for myself in middle school and high school and many of them are around relationships and part of the reason why maybe in my 20s I, I focused so much on wealth and kind of ignored the other buckets is I believe, and I still believe, that I can refill that relationship bucket um, fairly quickly because mm-hmm. I've done it multiple times when I was a teenager. Um, and so one of my beliefs going into Upgrade is that nobody in this world is unreachable, nobody's untouchable. And that what that means is if you... If you think about everyone as an equal to you, then they're not that far away. They're like, Hmm. they're there if you want to be their friend, their partner, anything. And so coming to Upgrade, um, I've always had that belief, but I never knew in a tactical way how to execute on it. How do you execute on um, these, these, these grand beliefs that allow you to achieve these big visions in business and relationship and health? Um, how do you apply that in a tactical way? And what I learned in Upgrade is that it's about getting clear. It's about having clarity about these grand ambitions that you have. And once you have clarity on it, then, I don't know, the universe almost conspires to help you achieve it or reach it or reach that person. And so um, I think it's just giving me, being an Upgrade has given me more clarity around some of the vague concepts that, that I've had in my head that mm. I'm almost like, yeah, it just works. Like, mm. I, mm. I still remember um, uh, when when I first discovered Upgrade and I first discovered the podcast, this podcast. Ooh, this is kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> Let's like, go. Oh. Hey, it feels uh, I listened, yeah. Okay, so I listened to this podcast. I think you guys only had maybe 20 episodes at the time. And uh, you're from Denver, and I was in Denver one time. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool? So I was talking to a guy who is in the in a similar space to ours. He, I think he specializes in um, re- retreats, silent retreats mm. and meditation. And I was talking to him about this podcast and we were both in Denver. I was like, well, wouldn't it be cool if we just, you know, had lunch with Michael? He's in Denver, he's probably nearby. Let me just shoot him, shoot him a message on Instagram. So I did that, but you were in Vegas at the time. so. Um, nothing ever happened. But even then, it's like, I always had this belief that, sure, if I want to meet someone, 
they're just like with the internet now it's so much easier seriously but even before before then yeah i, th- I remember back in high school like in high school think about think about the popular kids in your school think about the popular kids in your school district maybe they weren't in your school but they were in in a school a couple streets down or you know a couple miles away um you're probably thinking as a kid like oh they're the popular kids i'm this i'm i'm in this clique i'm I'm like n- never gonna be able to talk to that person. Yeah, you I put yourself common, on in a box. I think that's a common experience as a kid. You feel like um, this is your group. These are these are the kids you hang out with, and they're there. They're just like ethereal, almost untouchable, untouchable, yeah. unreachable. For some reason, as a kid, I never thought anybody was untouchable or unreachable. Huh? And I ended up being that kid who was just. I don't know how to explain. In the cool circles, the around people that everyone would like to be with, and you were like, I just I wasn't cool. Let's let's, <laughs> let's be clear. I wasn't cool. You can talk to anybody. Hey, you're cool now. Back then, I wasn't cool. <laughs> I was very quirky. Um, obviously, I was in stocks. So there were times where I would be like, Nope, got to go home and review five thousand stock charts before I can go <laughs> to this party. Come on. Literally, that's a true story. That's awesome. Um, but but that didn't prevent me from thinking I could hang out with the cool kids one day. And it happened within like a two-year time span from like seventh to ninth grade. And then like if that didn't happen, I would have just been the weird kid. But, you know, when you're kind of hanging out with the cool kids, you're just the quirky kid who just also happens to hang out with the cool kids. Point being, I've always had that belief. I never knew how I executed on it. Mm. And I guess a lot of it, looking back, is just having clarity. Like seeing you at those parties or now as an adult, think about like Maybe you want to, I, th- I know you want to meet Elon Musk, right? Mm-hmm. Like having clarity about what that experience would be like, having so much detail. We talk about aud- auditory, visual, all the five senses. Yeah. Having so much detail around it. I think as a kid, that's what I did, just without knowing. So upgrade almost confirmed some of, some of the beliefs that I had. And um, when you have that confirmation from somebody else, it really just amplifies everything, it accelerates mm. everything. Your Instagram profile, I don't know if it still has um, manufacturer of coincidences. Yep. So I always believe that I could engineer serendipity. That's how I put it. Mm. I never met engineer another serendipity. Person. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, I, was, I didn't come up with that when I was a kid. That happened like maybe five years ago. I didn't have those words. Mm. Um, but when I saw that on your Instagram profile, I saw someone who was like-minded. And I just never have met another person who, who thought of things that way, that they could engineer luck. They can manufacture coincidences. Hmm. Like everyone thinks luck is by chance, but I think um, when, you can, when you can get clear about things and you can understand the framework on how to generate luck, then it no longer becomes luck. It becomes almost destiny to something. Whoa. It becomes yeah. obvious. It's like, of course, that's going to happen. Of course, I'm going to hang out with, or you're going to hang out with Elon Musk, because when you believe it so strongly, and then when you have undeniable proof over years or decades, then it's just like you you think of something, and it's only a matter of time for that thing to happen. Dude, what a mic drop! Yeah, we're piercing some boundaries, I'm sure, right now for, for many of our listeners. Um, if this is your first time listening, thank you, by the way. Uh, good episode to jump into. Subscribe. Definitely. Like, share, all Every week. stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Um, what Calvin's talking about there is the flow state, right? I think as human beings, we all know we have a flow state, and we unconsciously seek it. We naturally gravitate for it, whether it's in art, maybe for stocks. When you were younger, you're like, hey, this is my mm-hmm. flow state. Brady's a master of media, and that's his flow state. We all look for it, right? People may have this belief that it's hard. And I get that. That's a generalization that as human beings, we have this construct of things must be difficult. There's got to be a grind. But once you can, as Calvin was beautifully saying, get to the point where you know I can generate luck, I can engineer serendipity, I can manufacture coincidences, that's a new state of belief. And that's what Upgrade's mission is about, guys. We're not some people out here just like programming people and be like, oh, this this is the new way of life. We just want to get you to the point where flow state is the natural state for you and you can get past that so i think it's awesome that you've been able to not only you had those skill sets you had those beliefs early on and then you got the confirmation by being around a group like ours and 
also taking on these skills and if you wouldn't mind because you've texted William and I many times about this you'd be at like an airport or an event and you'd be helping someone else right away you'd be like dude I just did this exercise with them yeah like almost no one else does it the way that you do you'd be like yeah <laughs> I learned fun. how to do timeline therapy for yeah, a strange I did it with some dude on the airplane and you're like you did what <laughs> I think that's an amazing attribute and quality they have though you're like you want to help someone so fast you're like this helped me let me go help someone right away yeah. Where does that come from? I mean, well, the first thought is knowing that you have something that can help somebody else. And then if you don't, like if you have the time, I'm, I mean, we're at the airport or just hanging out. And I'm like, okay, we got two hours until dinner. I know you need this. I think I could do this. I just learned it, but I could probably, well, because I just learned it, I know exactly how to do it because I haven't forgotten how to do it. It was so, it just happened. I'm going to regret it if I walk away from this mm. and feel like I could have helped you, but I didn't. Wow. I think that's, that's pretty much it. Other than that, it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. I love talking to strangers. I know it's kind of weird. You grow up as kids. You tell your kids not to talk to strangers. <laughs> but now you're the best I at it. I love talking to strangers. Like, I actually, <laughs> nobody else would probably have this opinion, um, but I actually enjoy sitting in the middle seat on airplanes now because I have twice the opportunity to meet someone <laughs> interesting who's what also a reframe i love the worst seat on the flight because i get yeah. to talk to double the people that don't want to talk Look, if you're watching this on youtube or wherever you have a visual of us i'm not that big so the middle seat it's fine <laughs> it's still fine for me so oh, that's great. i'm like okay you're true. on your headphones but the person to my right likes talking so we'll talk and i will talk to them um, if they want to talk, like I won't talk to you if you don't want to talk. But if you want to talk and we start talking, we'll talk the entire flight. And I love it. And so if 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 I can help them um, using a skill set that I learned and upgrade, I will. Um, but if not, then we'll just talk. So it's either way, it's just fun. Mm. You know, you you have this flexibility with reality. And you talked about social mm -hmm. constructs. It's not outrageous to say that Michael's gonna have a great conversation with Elon Musk's. It's the only variable is time, mm -hmm. right? And so, <coughs> excuse me, you had this innate understanding about reality in some way is probably more flexible than I think most people give it credit. And so when you, it seems when your whole life kind of attended and followed that path where you're like, yeah, oh, they're the popular kids. Well, I'm going to march up and talk with them. Well, anybody that went to school can relate with that feeling. Like, I'm over here, and X person, they're over there. Untouchable. I shouldn't go over there. And you were clearly flexible enough with your own destiny, with your own reality, that you were like, well, that's a silly rule. <laughs> I, so it, I didn't have this belief right away. It probably took two years of gathering that evidence <laughs> Um, surprising myself, mm. like it, when I think about when I think about meeting you guys and us doing this today and being partners, to me it's n not a surprise. How can I phrase that in a way that doesn't sound like? Mm, sounds so good to me. It sounds yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not a. That's kind I mean. of confidence and clarity and congruence I want to be around though. Mm -hmm. Hundred percent. So what I so some of the listeners might be like, <laughs> what? For example. Think about, think about your celebrity, think about someone you admire, and then think about just having dinner with them next month. How does that feel? Does that, does that make you feel like, oh, that's impossible? Mm. Or does it make you feel like, oh yeah, that's within the range of possibility, even if they were the president of the United States? When I think about any person and any human being on this planet, I, personally I feel wouldn't like do if that, I but wanted yeah. to hang out with <laughs> you them, know, the it thing. would happen. <laughs> Sorry. And that comes from a place not of arrogance. It comes from a place of having seen it happen so many times since I was 15 years old. Um, I feel like the belief, I don't know if it's a universe thing, but I feel like having that belief um, just helps me make that real into a reality. But it's about taking action. It's about gathering that evidence, stacking that proof to the point where it becomes... No it, it no, it no longer becomes a matter of chance, luck. It, it's something that you decide upon, you set your intention upon it, and you know it'll happen. And then the momentum just gathers itself. Like it happens faster and faster. Like 
this. I met you guys a year ago. So hopefully that made sense. It does. I mean, especially with what we teach in our trainings about if someone's not clear, I say this a lot to our clients and William says it during the trainings too. Mm -hmm. Clarity is just a lack of pixels, meaning your sensory acuities don't have all the data yet. So if you're not clear on it yet, go out, as you said, take some action, start to be around the people, start to research on whatever is the material item, the experiences, the people you want to be around and get more pixels, more data mm -hmm. of the five senses around there, combine it with the emotions. So you have a great um, exercise for someone to do. Imagine that it's one month from now and you want to have dinner with your favorite celebrity, uh, a speaker of some kind, professional athlete, someone that you really like to get to know. And Calvin asked you, how does that feel? Right? So our listeners and viewers, take a moment, you know, whether it's now, whether it's later on, you just take that moment to like explore those feelings. That visualization is the key. It's that secret little creation spot. We talked about this in previous episodes. Actually, in the, the, uh, the very last one, William and I was talking about the willpower, mm -hmm. right? So the willpower is the conscious mind. The unconscious mind is the imagination. It's where we plant the seeds of everything's going to grow in here. So doing the visualization in the future is so powerful because too often we get stuck in the memories of the past. And that holds us back. Oh, X, Y, Z happened. Didn't work out for me. Why would I think this is going to work out for me? So begin to explore what the future could be like by grabbing more data. Calvin is a pure example of someone who goes off and does a lot of gathering data. He puts himself in the environments that he must grow. He must excel. And look where he's at now. He's here with us, business partner. We're going to have an amazing studio down here in Scottsdale. If anyone wants to come down and check it out, Brady's our guy to talk about with that. So. True. Yeah. <laughs> just to be clear, there is a method to the madness. Like, you don't just think about it and it just happens. Um, for those of you who are entrepreneurs and marketers and maybe serial entrepreneurs, the first time you ever start a business and you got it to, say, a million dollars a year, it probably took you forever. But it, when you're on your fifth, sixth, tenth, twentieth business, it can probably happen really quickly because you know you've done that puzzle before. Mm. You've been around the block a few times. You know which ingredients go together mm. and which ingredients maybe don't quite matter and are kind of, you know, just extra. And so you know the exact ingredients to put into the mixture at the exact right time to so for example, um, our friend Savannah was baking a cake, well, baking bread and cookies and I was like, how do you bake a uh, bread in a few hours or how do you bake cookies in an hour? And she's like, well, I didn't really want to wait a day. And so I kind of figured out how to bake something delicious. And it was delicious in a few hours, in a very short period of time. She understood which ingredients were necessary. Mm -hmm. And so on the relationship side, I keep going back to relationship and I, I can jump to the wealth side for in a bit, but on the relationship side, it's understanding, first it's understanding the other person, understanding what they need at that time that you meet them. Do they want someone who uh, is more empathetic? Well, here, here's, here's the caveat. So you're not changing yourself. You are um, you're expressing different parts of yourself in different ways that, for example, I think of it as dials. So hmm. think of those soft skills. Like empathy is always re really important to me. And so I'm always dialing up my empathy really high. Hmm. Self-awareness is also really important, and I dial that up really high. So when you meet a stranger for the first time in your life, starting that conversation, you want to go in with these ingredients, empathy, uh, a chill, kind of relaxed uh, temper, um, self-awareness, and awareness of that other person. You want to be listening. You want to be kind of feeling them because we're all energetic beings. We're transferring energy to one another at all times. And so these are some of the ingredients that are important and understanding how to dial up certain soft skills, certain characteristics, and um, dialing up your, um, not your frequency, but uh, you're just calibrating how much energy and how much you're absorbing from them. Hmm. That's important. And then once you realize how to dial everything to, to like the perfect degree, that's how you're able to find a deep, meaningful connection really quickly. For some, for some people, they would think, for some people who haven't practiced this um, maybe as much, 
uh, you would think that friendship relationships are due to convenience. Like we're in the same spot, let's just be friends, mm. right? Where we're hanging out every day, why not just be friends? Yeah. But how is it? So I'm kind of almost, almost challenging maybe some of your beliefs if you're listening. And I may be wrong. Maybe you, all of you already believe this, but um, do you think you can go up to anyone and develop a very deep, meaningful relationship within two hours? I believe so. I believe I could do that. Maybe not with 100% of people, but 99%. Hmm. And um, if you're like 99%, that's crazy. Like I, half the population I don't like. Well, <laughs> it's really simply a matter of not changing yourself but calibrating yourself to be more understanding, more empathetic, mm. more aware, more curious of about that person's worldview and how they grew up and how that affected um, them so that you can find something to connect with. In Upgrade, we talk about chunking up, chunking up to find common traits, commonalities. You chunk down to find differences. And that's, that's kind of like the secret. You meet a stranger for the first time, chunk up, go all the way up, find common ground, mm. and then chunk down, and then you can really go in many ways. And then building business. Business is a little bit less ethereal than kind of like the relationship things that I'm talking about because business is mostly just about inputs and outputs. Like, mm. okay, KPIs, the KPIs look good or they don't look good. If they don't look good, then you change certain KPIs or you pull certain levers to achieve certain results. And as a business person, the way to build a business um, quickly is pretty much having experience, understanding uh, which levers to pull, and really... But to your previous you point, relationships have such a pivotal part in that leverage of the business, right? Because relationships too. hiring uh, is, is so important within a business, knowing the relationships of who I'm training, who's mm -hmm. like running the teams for me. So like to your prior points, like the relationships, You're right. all that method of madness that yeah, you just talked great. about, and I hope the listeners really got write it down, rewind that because Seriously. that method of madness that Calvin just described, most people would think about like, oh, he's going to give me like step one, two, three in marketing, right? You talk about m emotions and mm -hmm. the empathy and just caring, and that's how you build great relationships. And in business, relationships is so important. Business is about people. Yeah. There's certain businesses. Look, you can always find exceptions to everything. There's certain businesses you can just run it by yourself, especially if you're coding something and the software company. You maybe you don't need that many team members, but at the end of the day, you're still working with clients, you have suppliers, you have vendors. Business is about people. If you can better understand people, human dynamics, mm. um, I think you can build a better business. I think this is the future of business. I think the future of business is more so about, about caring, about empathy, about awareness, about compassion <coughs> and curiosity. It's all about, it's, it's, it's becoming less about just arbitrage on Facebook. Like now it's about building a real business with real people, with families and people that care about them, real relationships. Yeah, I think that's a common hope that all three of us here share. What William shares, Upgrade Community shares, is that we all got to evolve. This dog eat dog world, um, I got to win for you to lose type thing. That's mm -hmm. a old dynamic. It's an old either or, and we're better than that or at least I believe, I have the belief that human beings are better at that and that we can evolve past that. So the skills that we teach in Upgrade, I think is one of those, this is how, right? If you start with that belief, this is how you can do the next steps with you know, getting past any limiting or negative emotions that you've had prior. Um, I would love to know going forward, right? You're working with us and you're gonna move down here a couple months and we'll help you move and all that good stuff, right? Yeah. You're going to be living in, uh, well, actually, I don't need to tell people where you're living because it's <laughs> a public area, but you're going to be living in an amazing uh, apartment complex. Um, what are you most excited about in the next, let's say, six months for a short goal, two to three years for an intermediate goal, and 10 to 15 years for a long-term goal? Oh, okay. Um, well, this might sound strange, but I'm excited about the unknown I'm excited about what I don't know, I don't know, because I've lived in LA my entire life, and uh, this will be the first time I'm not only moving to a different city, but a different state. Mm. Um, I just don't know what I don't know. The feeling is positive, so therefore I'm excited about it. Like, what, 
what could possibly happen? It's not like a, oh no, what if, right? Yeah. It's like, a, oh, what if this happened? I wonder if that happens. Yeah. What could possibly happen? So um, I think that'll be interesting in the near term. Uh, long term, I'm in, a, I'm in a pretty good place overall. And I've told you guys this before. I feel like I've achieved all of my childhood goals. I mean, I've been really aggressive about pursuing my childhood goals. Many of them are um, financial related and stability related, but I feel like I am starting a different chapter in my life. So the next two, five, 10 years, I think I'm looking to continue keeping all of these three buckets, wealth, relationship, and health, fill to the top. And um, I'm looking to hopefully start a family, if we're talking about five, 10 years, start a family with someone and uh, settle down somewhere. Not sure if it'll continue to be here. Um, maybe I'll get used to the weather and then I'll stay here. But <laughs> we say that right as now, it's 115 outside. This, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> as we're filming this. We're going back to Europe, guys. So let's get out of here. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we'll just spend our Europe's in summer. In the, I mean, our summers in I'll Europe. I'll spend my Europe's in the summer. Just strike yeah. that, reverse that. Dude, Vienna, we're going to get headquarters there. Oh, my gosh. Vienna's so beautiful. Great. I love Vienna. Um, where was I? Yeah, so family... And just keeping those three buckets full. I, oh well, I might start a podcast, so we'll see about that. We've kind of, I've been kind of bouncing those ideas around. We know you guy. guys. <laughs> podcast. Um, I feel like there's something I could, some sort of insight and wisdom I can impart on the relationship side of things. So I've been working on frameworks, actionable steps. Like in business, it's obvious. Sure, I could start something like. To, put up a course about marketing and business and advertising, but I feel like there's so many of those and we all know so many good advertisers. There's so many good podcasts. Like my business partner, shout out to Nick Shackelford. He has a podcast. Shout out Nick. Marketing. So there are already so many people um, in our space that are really great marketers and absolutely love and are super passionate about marketing. If I think about um, what I'm most passionate about, I think it's people. At the end of the day, it's people. And that just happens to translate over to business. Business involves people. Therefore, I like business too. But I really, really like to talk about human dynamics, about relationships, about um, connections, um, serendipity. And so in the future, let's say maybe two to five years from now, it'd be great if I could, if there's enough demand for it, I don't just want to, I don't like talking just to hear myself talk. <laughs> like, if there's demand for maybe understanding how to build more meaningful connections with business partners, with romantic partners, with friends and colleagues, I think I would like to kind of uh, spearhead or create something um, that could help society have better relationships. Mm -hmm. And then that trickles into everything. So... Yeah, it's high leverage, and I only want to do things going forward. Hmm. That's high leverage. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, seeing you in the last year, as you've dove into the courses, the live events, the way that you networked with everybody else, and the conversations that we've all had, it's been remarkable to watch you and like your communication style evolve. Because you were already fantastic at it. Like <clears throat> off air, we've talked to that you've done over a, a thousand job interviews. Like you've conducted, like we were estimating it the other day, like easily over a thousand interviews with the most incredible thorough process. I mean, it, it'll be, you were telling me like, yeah, I had to cut down my previous mm -hmm. interviews when I would hire somebody. It was, I used to do 120 minutes. Uh, I've cut it down. It's 90 minutes now. And I'm like, what are you guys talking 70, about? 75 now. I'm trying to get 75. It down. So the you were already really good at talking with people. And then when we met up in Europe, and it was fascinating because I'm like, man, he asked me so many questions. I'm like, I'm not even. And then over this last year, to take someone that I would esteem in the circles that you were in, everyone's like, Calvin's great with people, great at communicating. And then you fast forward from that point where we met to now, there's like this step function change in your ability to talk with people, to connect in a, a totally like evolved way compared to even a year ago and so i think for me that's been such a visual testament to how much focusing on newer better things really changes cognition changes communication and you just get better with people yeah so i'm still learning i'm not trying to say uh, oh yeah i'm the best at relationships no i'm still learning the version of me today is different than the version you met a year ago 
I think have become a lot more gentle. That's the word I, I used when we mm-hmm. spoke about this. Yeah. And um, that's because of an experience I had. And so I think if you want to get better at anything, it's really just about finding unique experiences that can challenge you in, in ways where you feel like you can improve. And even ways where you feel like you're really, really strong at it, there's still, there's still improvements. There's always ways to get better, ways to improve. And so for me, I love talking to different personalities. Um, I feel like uh, I have certain personalities I, I vibe with more than others, but I still like talking to all different types of personalities because there's, there's always a way you feel like you can, can get better, especially if you come, come into it from an analytical point of view where after you meet someone or after you do something, reflect, think back about what you were like in that, in that conversation or you're building a business um, and it, it didn't work out or it did work out. Think about just spend some time thinking, like sit silently and think, analyze. How could you do things differently? What can you say differently? Oh, that, that was kind of awkward or that didn't work and that lost me a bunch of money. Whatever it may be, just spend some time thinking about it. Uh, my favorite way to do it is literally just when I go on walks, um, you're getting your steps in, so you're filling up the health bucket, and then I analyze things. So um, I guess I'm kind of analytical that way. I like it. ton of humility in that answer. ton of humility in that True. answer. Gavin, where they can uh, find you on social? Um, Put you on the I'm spot. only on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, Twitter. I think I'm only I think on Instagram. Twitter. No, I was on Threads for a week, and then everyone bailed. So everyone bailed. Everyone threads, <laughs> come on, checked, Zuck. And I was like, okay, no Sorry, Threads. <laughs> what are you um, thinking, Mark? <laughs> Twitter. I'm trying to find the Twitter account that I started back in 2006 when Twitter first launched. But um, honestly, if you want to find me, just follow me on Instagram, at I am Calvin Trong, T-R-U-O-N-G, and that's Calvin like Calvin Klein. Um, that's, I mean, I really don't put any like material like this out, at least not right now. There you so go. if you want so to follow, so me, just follow me and then wait. We have a testimonial that, that, yeah, a great testimonial. Yeah, a testimonial that he still has not watched. You gave the most <laughs> uh, unbelievable testimonial after Upgrade X, gold and I don't silver. I what I said. And, uh, and actually, that one's practitioner. Reach out, yeah, yeah, like, people really? read, they're like, we yeah. freaking love this. And you're like, I still no. won't watch it. No. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's so funny. Like, even having talked so much about the relationship side and we're wrapping up, I have this, or I had, I guess. We're working on it. This lifelong insecurity about putting me in front of a large audience of any kind or a camera. Like I'm not looking at the camera. <laughs> like it's, I'm working on that. So there's there's so much to work on in, in so many aspects of life. And I do want to share one thing if I could. That's like a bit of Please? a mo- yeah. um, that was. It's been on my mind since we uh, kind of started this podcast. And so I'm coming up with all these different frameworks, and a lot of them are just mindset shifts that help. Because in Upgrade, we talk about this, right? Focus on changing your identity, and then everything else kind of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you try and change your beliefs and behaviors, that's a lot of work to do, and uh, it's harder to stick to it. But here, here's what it is. So growing up as kids, your parents, your caretakers, your teachers, anyone you looked up to, hopefully said, hey, go out to the playground, go to school, and make friends. Try and make friends, right? Mm. Um, and they say, share your toys, uh, go be nice or be friendly, play with those other kids and just make friends. Why is it that after college, after we got a degree and we go out into the workplace, even in college sometimes, um, our parents, our caretakers, anyone that we look up to tell us, go out there and network. What happened to the word friends? Hmm. And so I never made that shift. I have always just thought, I'm just going to go out there and make friends. Hmm. Whether we start a business together or we don't, it's okay. We're going to have a good time regardless. And so for the listeners, if you want, I would encourage you to think about, think about it. I know it's just like a linguistic shift, but the word network probably conjures up certain emotions, certain images, sights, smells. And then friendship conjures up other images. Maybe it takes you back to your childhood where you were just having a fun time with other people. If you can make that shift mentally, I think on the relationship side, on the business side, anything that involves human beings, which is everyday life, I think you'll find that things will start changing. Your micro behaviors, your micro actions, the things you say to other people will slowly shift and they will 
um, build up into massive changes in your life for the better. Heck yeah. Wow. Man, I think uh, to your point, if I may summarize it, the networking aspect still has a transactional feel towards mm. it. So when we think about linguistically, oh, go network, it's because they're going to do this, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, versus what you have been very good at, I'm going to go make friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to get to know this person. And we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, even if I never talk to that person again, we hop off the plane and we never see each other again, we were at least friends for that brief two-hour period. And it was fun. And hopefully we both remember it for the rest of our lives. Or at least remember the feeling. Speaking of hopping on the plane, we got to get you to the plane. Yeah, we got to take right. you to the airport <laughs> right now. <laughs> Calvin, thank you for hopping onto this episode of God Mode, for imparting so much of your wisdom, your life experience, and giving everybody a sense of a real feeling of who you are as a person. And you're very good at being able to give that to somebody else so they can get a clean download of you. And I think that's a skill. I think it's something that we're all learning and how can we be our most authentic self. And that's truly what you are. That's why you have so many people in your life that love you, love to work with you, love to have things grow with you. And uh, yeah, this is this is a podcast that people are going to keep listening to. There were so many gems. Take notes, digest it. This one was golden. Indeed. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this because like I said earlier, I really don't want to talk just to hear myself talk. <laughs> like If I'm going to say something, I really hope some of this stuff was actionable or at least gave you something to think about. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful to be... I'm grateful for my first podcast to be with you guys. I think um, it was meant to be. I think like oh yeah, <laughs> the timing was right. And uh, yesterday when you when you guys were like Calvin, you want to be on a podcast? I was like, <laughs> I have this thing where it's like if you just don't want to regret things, right? And so if that is my pain that I'm trying to run away from, then let's just let's just do things that uh, push us to be better, even if. Uh, a little bit uncomfortable, which this kind of was, but you know what? I think I settled in a little bit after a while. Indeed. And I Big really time. appreciate you guys making me feel comfortable and uh, it's in your house. So I've been <laughs> here a few times. I feel pretty comfortable. So yeah, thank you guys. Pleasure. Nice, yeah. easy conversation. We'll see everyone next week.